Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the real reason why women don't like preoccupied attachment, guys. And before that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was how to find deeper meaning in your life and unconditionally loving your spouse, particularly for men about their wives. And uh, that and about 140 more are yours if you subscribe for $8.99 a month. All right, so preoccupied attachment, guys, I have a whole podcast about it. I have my original attachment theory podcast, which you can listen to, which is a subscriber episode. I have other ones about a preoccupied attachment specifically, and you can always search on Spotify in the app on the search bar of this podcast for basically any word, and here it would be attachment and preoccupied. Both of those searches will be very fruitful. So anyway, these are the guys that are very anxious, clingy, jealous, controlling, and it stems from low self-esteem. And they are classically partnered with more avoidant attachment women. And they exacerbate these women's existing avoidant leanings by being basically up their ass all the time, as I always say. So why do women not respect this attachment style? Well, I'll tell you. Can you picture a president being like this? Can you picture a uh, fighter pilot being like this? <laughs> Can you picture a firefighter being like this? Can you picture somebody who has a lot of other important shit going on wondering why his wife waited so long to text him back during the day? No, you can't. You really can't. And do you know why? Because they have other shit to do. So evolutionarily, and you know I love evolutionary explanations for things, women want a man who can protect them and who can take care of them. And there is no man that can protect you or take care of you if they can never stop thinking about you. So <laughs> definitionally, if they are up your ass, following you around, asking you to think about the relationship as much as they think about the relationship, and thinking mostly about different positions to have sex with you in, that could possibly make you feel the way that they think that you felt with your college boyfriend, then you cannot really, you know, feel that that man has an important uh, evolutionary trait which is the ability to take care of another human being, you, children, anybody, because they can't get their head out of their ass long enough to do it. And this is so key. And the, most, the, the biggest epiphany that a lot of preoccupied attachment guys have is when I say, would you be attracted to your wife if she was following you around all the time, asking you if you were cheating on her? And most of them say, well, yeah, that would be nice. And I say, well, think about it, though. Like, really think about it. Like the Twilight Zone episode, um, Love Potion Number 9, or something about Love Potion. And I think I've talked to you about it, but I won't ruin it for anybody. I mean, the point is, he really wants her to love him back. And, uh, well, you got to watch it. I really don't want to ruin it for you. But anyway, it's, you, you could find it with Love Potion or something like that. Point is, most guys who put in a cursory amount of effort can remember that there were, in fact, women that were pretty clingy to them, and they didn't like it. They didn't like it at all. And in fact, they went for more avoidant women, and that's who really floated their boat. And I, I talk about this constantly, where in my most recent episode, uh, Why Some Guys Think Treat Them Mean, Keep Them Keen works. It's because these are preoccupied attachment guys, and they are finally learning how to act more confident. You should check that one out if you haven't. That is a paid one. Treat them mean, keep them keen would be your, uh, your search term. 
once you subscribe for that one. But the, the, the point being, if somebody has nothing going on except thinking about you, that is nice for about 48 hours. And at that point, you're like, WTF, why are you not doing anything else in the world? And so some of the guys can say, well, I do, I have a job, you know, I mean, I do my job and stuff and, you know, I do take care of the kids. It's just, you know, I, I think about her a lot and I mean, I don't know, it's pretty romantic. I feel like a lot of women really would like that. You know, here I am, Mr. Romantic. Mr. Romantic is one thing, you know, doing a sweet little thing every week is something that's nice, you know complimenting your wife. That's no skin off your ass, right? Do that. That takes barely any time at all. If though you are perseverating and ruminating in an obsessive way about her and that comes through in things that you do and say, she knows that in every moment that you are obsessing about her, you cannot be doing anything else impressive or important. And I don't mean you have to be making scads of money, right? But you could be doing something. I mean, you could be doing some useful sort of thing. A woman does not want to feel like the center of your world. In, in, in a certain way, sure, yes, she's the defining relationship of your life. And you've, you know, you've built a life with her. And she's certainly, for many men, the most important relationship of your life. And that's all great. But you need other foci, right? You need other things that you are excited about. You need a way, you need projects, you need shit that you're doing. She needs to know that you can be trusted to, um, to steer the ship, you know, of not her life. It doesn't need to be some ridiculous red pill, masculine, feminine polarization bullshit. Your own life. <laughs> like if she is in a bad mood. So, so would you want, would you want a president who, if the first lady was in a bad mood, canceled his meetings with his chief of staff or with like the president of another country, let's say, because he really had to get home and hammer this shit out and have a conversation with her about just exactly what she meant by saying that she never has sex dreams anymore. No, you really wouldn't. You don't want that guy as your president, right? You don't really want to work with that guy. That guy kind of skeeves you out. And it does the exact same thing for women. It's just the exact same thing. She's thinking, why do you have not anything else to focus on at all? What is this life that you're leading? I don't think about you as much. I couldn't possibly. I don't even think about the kids as much as you appear to think about us, our sex life, and whether I am romantically obsessed with you the way that you are with me, which I could never be because I can't. No one can. Nobody can approximate what you do. Where, in fact, do you get all of this time? Why aren't you doing something else with it? It, it would be useful to think about one of the least attractive uh, hobbies to women that are, at least in my age range, at least according to my Facebook group and the women that I are my clients, specifically the women that are my clients that are, because everybody in my Facebook group isn't unhappy. You know, they aren't unhappily married, all of them. They're just, you know, interested in psychology stuff, relationships and whatever. This is my secret group that I'm always talking about, the blue subscribe button on the Dr. Psych Mom Facebook page. But Clients. So the most unattractive uh, hobby to clients that I see in my age range, at least, is video games, right? Because the guy's just sitting there obsessing over video games and you're, she can't possibly think that it's useful. It seems like it's just a fun hobby that he's spending so much time with. 
It isn't, though, also exercise. It's not like double dipping. It's not like going for a run so that he's like in better shape and, you know, better mood and better body and like going to live longer or anything. It's very sedentary and it's also very late. So then he sleeps in the next day and doesn't help her with various things in the morning. So this is kind of a bad one, according to a lot of women, not all women. Certainly some women are gamers, as have been pointed, this has been pointed out to me, you know. But either way, point is, the preoccupied attachment, the thinking about her all the time, it's like that. It's like, it feels like a meaningless sort of thing. She doesn't see it as anything about her. She doesn't take it as that you're deeply in love with her. Maybe when you were very young, she thought that it was about her. It becomes very, very obvious that it's about you, that it's your thing that you do is obsess about whether any given woman, it happens to be her because she's married to you, is into you. That's like a you thing, and it's something that you give up a lot of time and effort and brain space for. And thus, you're not doing anything else with that time. All the time that you're researching relationship shit on the internet is time that you're not doing anything that she could respect or admire that isn't about her. She's never going to respect or admire you doing something about her over and over unless she likes it, right? And this stuff always ends up going bad. So every time that you listen to a relationship thing, she feels like things get worse. You get more upset. You have more to talk about. You say, we don't have the right love language. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't do date night. We don't do this. With an avoidant attachment woman or a secure woman, not that any preoccupied attachment men are getting securely attached women, but if somehow you were magically, as a preoccupied attachment man, dropped into a relationship with a secure woman, she would be flummoxed by the amount of time that you spend talking about the relationship. She would be turned off, and in short order, she would turn into an avoidant attachment woman. That's a real episode of The Twilight Zone, right? And in fact, it's, it's a lot like that episode I originally told you to look at. So the point is, Preoccupied attachment appears, the the amount that you're thinking about the person, at some point, they start to think, what else could he be doing with that time? Much like they do about gaming or porn addiction or, or anything like that. They think, what sort of productive things could he be doing if he wasn't always thinking about me? And it isn't really me, of course. It's just validation from female partner. And that's me, so I guess he thinks it's about me. But I know it's not. And that's what they all say to me. This is him. He's obsessive. If it wasn't me, it would be somebody else. It's like, this is just how he is. And so, ironically, that stops the woman from working on her own avoidant attachment. The more that she sees this as basically your dysfunctional hobby of perseverating on the relationship and engaging in endless loops of self-improvement designed to make you want her. Whether or not she wants you should not be that important to you, she thinks. And most women would think. All healthy women would really think that. You know, she wants you or she doesn't want you. It's, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Certainly would be better if she was trying to, you know, jump on top of you naked all the time. But should this really destroy your mental health if she's not? You know, I mean, in rare cases, you know, sexless, completely sexless, touchless marriages... Yes, of course, it should impact somebody's mental health. But if they were a healthy person, they would likely get out of that situation and not remain in it. But on the other hand, I work with many people who are having sex multiple times a week, but the woman just isn't into it enough, or she isn't happy with them enough, or she doesn't do enough novelty, or she doesn't this, or she doesn't that. And and what the woman is thinking during all of these recitations are, what the hell else could you be doing in the world if you were not focused on this? My God, I could think of a million things. 
And sometimes she says it and sometimes she doesn't articulate it. But it's always this feeling of waste. Like, why is he wasting time on this topic? And if you change your lens, you could really see it. Man, what else could I do? I really could do a lot. I could really do a lot of shit if I just didn't give this much of a shit about it. And this is what therapy is ideal for. Why do I obsess so much about this one aspect of my life? Why? Well, I'll tell you, and I've told you guys before, it's usually because you did not get the love that you needed as a kid. And you could read books like Children of the Self-Absorbed to figure this out or Running on Empty by Jonas Webb or many books I have at drsamantharodman.com slash recreading, recommended reading. I have loads of books that you could read. But the point is, if you are obsessed with getting your emotional slash physical slash sexual needs met in a situation that is not at the extremes of dysfunction or sexless touchlessness, why? And also, if it's gotten to the extremes of, of sexless and touchlessness, why? Also, you know, when it's always rooted in the family of origin. And you can see it. If you kind of squint, you could see the perspective. Of course, she can't respect me if all I think about is her. How? How could she? How could anybody respect somebody that only thought about any one topic, honestly, but never mind a topic that's just that person, a person that you cannot change, who is their own person. So it isn't even a problem to be solved. And, and women say he's always trying to hack me. He's trying to like hack the relationship. And they find that to be unimpressive and honestly, like very uh, boundary violating because they are not a puzzle in their own mind to be hacked. They are a person. They're a person with their own thoughts and feelings. And no matter what kind of books the guy reads, they know that they are still going to be their own self, their own person. And that that is what it is. And the guy just doesn't seem to see that. And that's because he did not get his needs met enough as a child, as I discuss in depth in my attachment theory podcast. So I invite you to think about it like this. You would probably not respect your wife if all she thought about was you. It would sound good. And after a couple days, it would get fucking old. It really would. And if you cannot, if you don't have the imagination to picture that, then you could in therapy talk about it. Because that, that should be obvious that too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore. And if you still idealize this, do this, this, this constant obsession and remaining in this obsessive newlywed stage forever, despite the fact that almost everybody listening has children, jobs, etc., then that is a very young kind of way of thinking. And you probably are stuck in that idealized young headspace because at a critical age, you did not get your emotional needs met. And it did not allow you to move forward into adulthood where you could say, oh, I have one life. You know, I have one go around on the earth and I'm not going to spend more than X percent of my day thinking about ways to change another human being because that's crazy because I only have so much time and I want to get a whole bunch of stuff accomplished and I want to feel and live and do not just obsess endlessly about changing how one woman looks at me. And it, 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 can, it can be an epiphany if you let it. And therapy can really, really help with preoccupied attachment in both genders. And you may be the woman listening to this saying, that's me. I obsess about him this much. And in that case, same thing. I mean, I have, I have this, I have things more written toward women and spoken toward women about when you always date jerks and avoidant husbands and things like that trust issues. I have a whole post on that. But uh, for either gender, if you're spending that much of your time perseverating on changing one human being's reactions toward you, it is no wonder they do not respect that. Would you? 
Probably not. <laughs> Probably the appealing part of your partner is that they don't think about you that much. And you're fucking jealous. You're so jealous of it. That's a large part of it, truly, on a very deep subconscious level, is the preoccupied attachment partner is so jealous of the avoidant partner's ability to have, you know, to maintain equanimity in the face of any fight, to go to work right after a fight, to kind of do what you do, to parent, to live, to socialize, no matter what's happening in the relationship. And while avoidant people can take that too far, you still should be able to do that, to live your life with the relationship being a part of it, a part of it. Even if you deeply love the person and they really are the center, the emotional cornerstone, they are still in hours only a part of your life. Anyway, it could be something very, very useful to introspect about. If any piece of this resonated with you, therapy could help you really dig deeper and explore it. And I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll talk to everybody soon. Have a great day, guys.